something really helpful that I have found for couples is also understanding that our desire for sex really ebbs and flows. And there's really simple language and a a simple concept that you can adapt to it. And it's um, just adapted from Taoism and it's the seasons, right? So if we think about winter and we apply it to our... um, like our our desire for sex. Winter is when you're like not wanting any sex. You're feeling really introspective. Maybe you just want to like snuggle. You need a lot of space. And it's very much so based on your internal world. So you're not really feeling like you want sex, but you do want like closeness. Welcome to the Let's Not Sugarcoat It podcast, a podcast about the real, raw, and unfiltered side of motherhood. We're your hosts, Alex and Bella. Let's get into it, ladies. Okay, let's get into it, ladies. I haven't said it in a while. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, we're really excited. We have Azaria Menezes. Uh, Anyway, she is a certified trauma-informed sex and intimacy coach who specializes in working with individuals and couples to identify and overcome obstacles in the bedroom. She is also a professional dominatrix and a certified intimacy coordinator. Her primary focus is to support her clients in reclaiming their sensuality and experiencing heightened pleasure both within and beyond the conference of the bedroom. She's passionate about inspiring individuals to reignite their sexual spark, expand their understanding of their deepest desires, and explore them through kink and BDSM. Her ultimate goal is to promote a sense of liberated sexual well-being, and she provides her services both online and in person, offering one-on-one sessions as well as hosting group and private events. Uh, She aims to create a supportive environment where individuals can feel safe to explore their sexuality, desires, and sense of empowerment. So welcome. Welcome, welcome. We are so excited to have you because, yeah, yeah, I think this topic is kind of on all of our minds, even though we don't talk about it because we don't talk about sex and we don't talk about intimacy or the lack of, especially after children, things change. Mm. And uh, yeah. yeah, so tell us more. Tell yeah. us more. Tell us. We're so excited. Us for this hour. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And yeah, I guess for me, it's like a topic that I speak about every single day, all day. And sometimes I forget that it is a topic that there isn't a lot of conversation around, right? Even though it's something that We all do. We all experience. We all want better sex lives. We all want deeper intimacy. Um, But there hasn't been like a huge education on how to talk about it, right? Like we don't really learn how to communicate with our partners um, in school or we don't really learn how to self-pleasure. We don't really learn how to love our bodies in a way that feels really good. And we don't learn about boundaries and all of those things. So of course, when we get into our adult relationships, we don't get like a blueprint of what our Mm -hmm. sex life is supposed to look like and how we're supposed to navigate our sex life after having kids and what we're supposed to do to really promote a deeper intimacy. Like it's just 
we're just winging it yeah. essentially. Right? 100%. So true. <laughs> we never get the blueprint. We never talked about sex at home. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, like with so parents. Who are you going to, yeah. yeah you, you know, back in the day you had your books. Yeah. <laughs> you had the, your media, the media. Magazines. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh. dirty. Yeah. So but. like, tell us about, yeah, sex after kids. You know, I feel like over the years too, maybe this is too tough questions, but like, Sex act for kids and then also just like keeping the spark alive. Like what are, yeah, tell us more. Yeah. How did you, first, how did you yeah. get into this? this? Like, I'm curious. because How I did mean, you get into this? You sound like you a mom. Us, I, well, <laughs> you I are am a mom. Yeah, we're all moms. <laughs> and uh, you look so young. I have to <laughs> oh, say, like, yeah. honestly, I was like, holy man. You look so young. And I was like, she's going to educate me on sex. And I'm so old. But she also has a 13 I know she yeah. does, right? So that's, you know, when we started talking, it was, you know, I was like, holy man, like, where were you when, I, you know, we were getting out of school? But how did you, how did you like become who you are? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love this question because it's so loaded. Um, I think that for some of us, we fall into it a little later in our lives, but sexuality, bodies um, is something that I've always been really curious about. My mother was always very connected to her sexuality and she uh, practiced a lot of like tantra. Um, And so I grew up understanding a lot about my body and a lot about sex and sex education. And I was just naturally such a curious child. I was always doing research, um, if I look at my like 10, 11, 12 year old childhood diaries, it's just like diagrams of like bodies and how they work and how sex works and which positions would be like better. It's so funny. So I feel like I've always just had this natural inkling. Um, And then we sandwich that with a little bit of trauma because, you know, that really adds to an experience of wanting to understand yourself on a deeper level and understand why things happen in your life and and heal from certain things, right? Sexual abuse, um, things like that contributed to my hunger to want to understand how I could really deeply connect with that pleasure. Because after the experiences that I had, I would just end sex feeling so empty and hollow and just feeling like, I'm not even connected with this person that is with me in this moment. And I just kept feeling like there has to be more to this. Like, why is everyone so obsessed with sex? Why is everyone just like saying it's so amazing and so good when I'm having the experience that I'm having, even though I've already done like the therapy, I've done the counseling, like I've processed and integrate a lot of it, but there isn't there isn't anyone to tell me how to feel pleasure, right? It's mm-hmm. like when you, it's the same thing after you, give birth. Like you, you go to your doctor and they're like, okay, like you're good to go after six weeks and have fun. But then you're like, okay, my body's still feeling different. Like the mechanics are there, but how do I feel connected to myself? How do I feel pleasure? Right. How do I feel those expansive orgasms and like outer body experiences that everyone's talking about? And so that is kind of the curiosity that kept me, um, just, trying to look for different ways to connect with my body first and foremost. And then once I understood 
myself and my body and how I responded to different types of touch and pleasure and what pleasure looked like for me because I had to redefine that, mm-hmm. right? We, we get to define what pleasure looks like for us in our bodies and it changes all the time. It's not going to be the same as it was when you were younger or after you had kids or right. maybe you're going through menopause. There's so many different scenarios that can change your perception of pleasure, right? Even when we struggle with mental health stuff, right? Or we're not feeling too hot or maybe we're in a relationship that just isn't allowing us to feel super connected to them, right? That can all influence how you connect to your pleasure, And so that just led me onto a journey of like getting education, sex education and training and understanding um, how the body responds to sex and and studying like somatics and trauma-informed care and intimacy. Um, In my early 20s, I was working as a professional dominatrix. I did some sex work and that really allowed me to connect to understanding what draws other people to this kind of work. Um, And then I did a long pause and did all my trainings and and really got a deeper understanding even more so. What is that thing, right? That people are curious. What, What are they looking for when they want to expand? And it's connection. At the end of the day, you come to the desire for better intimacy, deeper sex, um, like wanting to explore new things with yourself or your partner or BDSM or kink or whatever it is, right? You want to feel more connected to yourself, to your body, to life, to ecstasy, to orgasms, whatever it is. And so essentially that's what I help people do is support them to figure out their route to connection. Wow. Mm-hmm. And okay, so like, how do you help people do that? Like, <laughs> say someone comes to you and they're like, oh my God, I've never had this explosive orgasm you're talking about. Yeah. Or they're like, hey, I don't even know what pleasure means to me anymore. Sex is just a chore. Yes. Yeah. So like, yeah, what would you do? So <laughs> first off, we're asking a whole bunch I'm sorry, of questions. That was like 10 questions. This is what we're really good at. No, yeah. I love this. I love this. In the work that I do, um, I, it's a lot of inquiry, right? Um, because when someone comes to you with this question, you want to know like, how are you feeling in your relationship? Um, are you feeling really stressed? Is there medication that you're taking? Did you just have kids? What's the situation in happening in your life, right? We want to look at all of the external stressors. Do you have trauma, right? Are you connected with your body? How do you feel about your body, right? Because sometimes even after having kids, it's like, okay, my body doesn't even look the same anymore. And so that could be such a huge thing on feeling really disconnected from your partner during sex because you just don't feel good, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not essentially about the thing that we think it is. It's not about like changing our bodies or trying new sex positions or getting a new toy or whatever it is, right? It's really like expanding your capacity to love yourself. And I know it sounds like a huge idea that may be out there, is out there, but in reality, the more you can connect to yourself and practice this like deep compassion for the parts of you that maybe do feel like sex is a chore, the parts of you that hate your body, the parts of you that 
um, put so much pressure on yourself to have an orgasm, to perform, to show up like the porn stars in the media or whatever, <laughs> right? Like performatism is is a really um, heavy thing to bring to sex, right? Even just like kids, stress, right? All of those things, there's, there's a lot of routes to kind of figure out what someone needs to navigate that. Um, but it's really just coming back to you, to your body and to yourself and finding different ways to um, create those new neuronal pathways of pleasure and to allow yourself to experience what pleasure means one step at a time, right? Mm-hmm. Because depending on if you have things that you still need to integrate, whether that's trauma or depending on if there's um, things that you want to improve in terms of self-compassion and self-love and all of that. Maybe you want to improve the communication with your partner, right? Maybe that's the block. And so there are different avenues on approaching that and it's so individual. That's why I just love working with people one-on-one because Mm -hmm. it's like, this is a one-on-one moment here. Like if, if you're coming to me as a couple, we're working together and also separately to figure out like, what's that thing that's holding you back? Wow. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) So do you find that more people come individually or is it really just a mix? Do you feel like? Mm. So I would say it's definitely a mix. Sometimes it's like one partner, like trying to convince the other one to join, but Mm -hmm. then they really get into it. Um, And it, it turns out to be such an incredible thing. I love when couples come together. I think that's probably a lot of the work. I think that couples, there's there's a bit of a difference. So couples come to me when things feel at their breaking point most of the time when they're like, oh my gosh, we're about to break up. Let's let's work with Azaria. And I so deeply wish that they would come before when they're already having those questions because there's so many tools that you can use in those in-between stages and just reuse them, right? And when you're at your like wits end and you feel like at your breaking point, there's a lot of resentment and there's a lot of um, fear. And it it sometimes can feel a little bit more tricky to navigate like that vulnerability with each mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. But it can be done, right? If you are committed to making it work, then absolutely. And then we also get like a lot of um, singles, right? Who just want to connect with themselves, want to connect with their orgasm, maybe want to experience their first G-spot orgasm or um, really want to experience themselves feeling free and liberated or maybe letting go of shame around using their voice during sex and sounding, right? Like those are the things that I see a lot in singles work um, because they want to maybe bring that into a new relationship eventually and they kind of want to like work on it. So mm. there's there's two different things for sure. That's cool. Yeah. I was like, I'm taking all in. <laughs> uh, wow. And then like, why? Well, I think one of the things we were wondering before, I mean, so we're mom podcast, obviously. Yeah. So when it comes to like moms out there who are coming to you, what do you feel like the biggest issues that they're coming mm. to you with are yeah. around intimacy? Oh my gosh. I have, I have such a, I love working with moms because it's like, you know, you just, you just have like a knowing. And the biggest issue probably that I see is the lack of self-care and not in the sense of like bubble baths and, you know, just cute little dinners or something like that. It's really like connecting to 
the part of yourself that wants to feel deeply nurtured, that wants to feel deeply sensual, the part of yourself that wants to feel deeply free and passionate, right? It's it's something that I see so often and it's something that happens so little because of course, when we have kids, they all of a sudden take up a lot of space that maybe we had so much space before and now we have kids and now it's like all about our kids and maybe we're having conversations with our partner at the end of the day and it's like, can you stop the grocery store and get me this? Can you like bring the diapers, right? We got to put them to bed. And then like when all that is done, you're so tired and you just want to like Netflix or like scroll on your phone in bed next to each other, (laughs) right? Like you have no energy for anything else. And that can turn into a routine real fast, which can turn into a life like in five seconds because we get used to it. It feels... um, like the more the more that happens, the more distance gets created because of that lack of connection to ourselves and also to our partners, right? Like we feel depleted at the end of the day because everyone's want something from you. They're hanging on you 24 seven. You're all touched out. You're like, oh my gosh, they're mom, mom, mom all day long. You, there's literally no time for yourself. And so something that I recommend to every single parent out there is to create non-negotiable time for yourself every single day. And it doesn't have to be like super big. It can be like five to 10 minutes. I remember even when I was a single mom, I would create like non-negotiable time every night. And I'd be like, I don't care if the house is burning down. Do not (laughs) talk to me. Um, And usually when I was a single mom, it was like when she went to bed, but like with my partner now, I'm like, I'm taking my hour. If you can handle everything, like this is this is time for me. I'll journal, spend time with myself to allow myself to feel like a woman, to allow myself to feel sensual, to really take care of myself in the ways that I want to be taken care of. And so that allows me to come back and feel so connected with myself and my body. And it allows me to feel so good showing up in the relationship because I have had that like space, but non-negotiables are so, so, so game changing. And that's been like the biggest thing that I recommend Mm. to parents out there is you, you have to set that boundary with yourself because if you don't, no one else will. And then we expect our partners, if we have them right to make that time for us. But if we're not even doing it for ourselves, then it's hard to like, get that connection with our Mm. lovers, right? And then Mm. we get to do that with our relationships as well. It's so easy to just like brush it off and, you know, go with your day-to-day routines and be like, oh, we have to go for a little date night. And then you just like, ah, tonight's just busy. I'm tired. Like it's so easy to brush things off, right? Yeah. But those little micro things are the things that actually contribute to feeling connected, right? Those little touches in the morning or those caresses or just at the end of the day, really taking some time to be present with yourself. And as I say, like we have no time as parents. It doesn't have to be a lot of time. It can be like five to 10 minutes in your day and it can change the whole trajectory of your relationship. Yeah, I feel that's, you know, because Lee works away. Um, So when he's home, it's family time and stuff like that. I am taking a lot more trips now um, to come and see. So we do have that intimate see. But sometimes even when we're alone, it's just like we're exhausted because he's working, I'm working. And then it all depends to how actually for me, it's how I feel about myself that particular day, right? If I don't feel good about my body, it's just like there's no way 
I am getting into it, even though he tries. And then because we're away, if I push him away or, you know, not push him, but like say no, Mm -hmm. then it triggers something in him. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Right. So we're a lot more conscious now in communicating around, you know, our intimacy. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yes, like you said, the little touches, the kisses, the hugs. He is, his love language is touch. Mm. Mine was is not. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is not. But because it is him and I want to do this for him, it's now starting to become my love language for him. And it doesn't mm. bother me anymore because I don't have, like my kids are not hanging off of me 24-7. Right. Yes, it's always like mom, mom, mom. But I f- feel like it was hard for me to have that touchiness when the kids were younger because I was all, I have twin girls, right? So they were always, I had a kid on a boob, on a knee, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, grabbing on, whatever. So yeah, you're like coming, yeah, yeah, coming, coming in hot with his arms. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, he's coming. <laughs> and you're like cringing. And then I'm it causes like an and argument. Then he sees the energy, feels the energy. Yeah. And, and then, yeah, so I went to see uh, Bonita. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, some of the tips were like, like it, it doesn't take long time and just change your mindset because it's in your language too. Because I said, oh, it's not my love language, mm-hmm. but it can be. It's his love language. So instead of focusing on the negatives and then my body automatically, when I see him coming in for a hug, it's not a, well, this is not for me. You know, this is for him. So I changed how I view it. And now... I'm like, yeah, come on in, babe. Oh, that's nice. Give me a hug, (laughs) give me a kiss. I'll rub your legs or whatever, (laughs) right? But before I was like, oh my God, they're all so needy. (laughs) You're like (laughs) flinching. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I feel like changing that narrative totally really Mm -hmm. helps. Oh, absolutely. And that's something that you now completely understand about yourself is like, oh, this is something that I can like gift to Mm -hmm. them, right? Mm -hmm. And it feels so much more different than that feeling of someone taking something, right? Like there's such a different energy within Mm -hmm. that. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I am gifting you. Well, yeah. And (laughs) don't they say anyway that like commonly in a relationship, we try to give love in our own love language, right? Versus what sounds like you're doing is you're like, no, I need to let him be loved the way he wants yes. to receive love, right? Yeah, Absolutely. because mine is acts of service. So he does things for me. So my love language is booming. <laughs> I'm feeling good. But because, yeah, I was not really participating in giving him his love language. Well, there <laughs> the you way go. You learned he, it. Yeah, yeah. Took only 17 years. <laughs> Well, but here I mean, we are, but we're still here. We're still here. Yeah, yeah. you still got the wisdom to dish out. Yeah. So I love that. <laughs> I love that. Um, something really helpful that I have found for couples is also understanding that our desire for sex really ebbs and flows. And there's really simple language and a, and a simple concept that you can adapt to it. And it's... Um, just adapted from Taoism and it's the seasons, right? So if we think about winter and we apply it to our, um, like our, our desire for sex, 
Winter is when you're like not wanting any sex. You're feeling really introspective. Maybe you just want to like snuggle. You need a lot of space. And it's very much so based on your internal world. So you're not really feeling like you want sex, but you do want like closeness. Spring is where like things just start bubbling up. They start feeling a little bit more exciting. You're like, ooh, like I'm feeling myself. I'm starting to feel like more alive in my body. It's feeling good. I'm open to sex. Summer is when you're like super sensitive to being orgasmic. You're feeling alive. You're super horny. You just want it all the time. And then fall is kind of like a slowing down of that summer. And so if we look at these seasons and we apply them to our desire for sex... Um, it can be such an easy way to communicate to our lovers like, oh, I'm in a winter right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's so, like it's just that. like so quick and easy, right? Like, oh, I'm in a summer. And then maybe you can ask your partner where they're at. And if you're both in summer, great. Like to be honest, I love being in a winter with my partner because there's like, perfect. There's no pressure. Like everyone's (laughs) feeling good. This is the time to like Netflix in the evenings and snuggle and like get all the snacks and charcuterie boards and all the things. And then when we're in summer, it's like, great. But if you're not on the same wavelength, which is literally the majority of the time, there's, it's so rare that people's desire for sex matches up, but it's such an easy way to communicate where you're at without creating a lot of resentment, right? It's just like an understanding like, oh, I'm feeling very wintry. So that's that's where you're at, right? Like mm-hmm. it's such a simple thing that I love to share. Um, just yeah. because simply it just, it helps you understand that there are ebbs and flows and that sometimes a winter can last weeks or months. Sometimes summer can last like a week, a few days, a couple of months. It really depends on what is happening in your life, right? Whether you're maybe feeling really sick or there's been a lot of stress at work or there's um, been a lot going on with the kids, right? That can trigger these seasons, right? And so it's a really, really, really easy way to just communicate where you're at and then also Mm -hmm. understand each other so much better. So much well, better than saying, I'm on my period. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I can't Art say that, that anymore. Last week? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Wasn't that last week? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a long one yeah, this yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, like, I I don't have a uterus now. <laughs> so sex actually for me, uh, I've been very um, cautious because yeah. I'm nurturing my yoni yeah, I'm still calling it that, okay. even though it's missing, but it's not. I feel like it's still there. So whatever. <laughs> um, Energetically, yeah, I'm sure it is. we're yeah. still there. <laughs> yeah. So, how would you coach somebody? Like, let's say I'm cautious, you know, exploring certain things. I'm just not there because I'm scared something's gonna rip their pop. I don't know. Right, right. Although they tell me no, it's a mental block for me. Absolutely. Right. So how would you like, tell me what I need to do. (laughs) To unblock yourself. (laughs) To unblock myself. In what? Just this one time. Just this one. Just, yeah. Lay it on. (laughs) No pressure. No. (laughs) You can tell me you're in winter. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, um, I guess my question for you is, how do you want your intimacy to look like right now? If you're feeling careful, if you really like tune into your body and Mm -hmm. maybe even just like place your hands at the at your at your uterus or where it was right um what what does it feel it like yeah. what is it saying mm-hmm. 
Um, not. Hold on, let me put my. Okay, hands. You really gotta like tune <laughs> in. Gotta do in. Put my feet down, uncross yeah. my legs, take a deep breath. Like pussy nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Like I don't have to tell you anything. Yeah. She's gonna tell you. She'll tell. Yeah. Me. Okay, so I feel like what she's saying is that I think it's the caution. Actually, what popped up when I said the word caution is not just the act of like the intercourse, mm-hmm. but because we have so many people in our house all the time, there's that caution of like, somebody going to walk in? Mm-hmm. Is this the time? Is this the time now? Are we taking too long? Like, yeah, I guess that's oh, so your brain's always on. My brain is always on. Like mm-hmm. there's no freedom yeah. to just like let go and and be who we want to be because it's always with caution. Like, huh. holy yeah. shit, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just need to get rid of all the people in my house. <laughs> you do, yeah. No, okay. we're just going to book our Aramata. Aramata. Yeah. Yeah. So, or you, you should just go to Chilliwag more, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I should. Huh. But it's not the same, you know, like Chilliwag is Chilliwag. It's small apartments. It's fine. It, it's, it's not a hotel. It's not our bedroom. Like I do mm-hmm. find like our bedroom, my safe space. Like, yeah. you know, well, your bedroom is like a hotel. It's pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> so I do find comfort just being there. And I, I do enjoy being there with him. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I do feel different in Chilliwack because... Okay, the bed is smaller. The this mm. is just not the same, right? Yeah, like, no, you, the absolutely. Space has to be. It's not like you know. It's not. It doesn't quite feel like you know a bathroom at a bar, which <laughs> I've never used for those purposes. <laughs> <laughs> but it has. It doesn't have that. I don't know that. Like. Yeah. feeling for me that it's like, oh, yes, this is gonna be some hot sex. Right. Ooh. Like still, yeah. I don't Do you know. think there's like some different expectations that are set in a different environment for you? Um, I don't know. Because you it's know. like the idea of like, now we're not at home. And so now we have to like... Yeah, maybe. Like, you know, the, I think feel too is like, okay, when I'm coming out there, is there an expectation that we're going to do mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. A little bit, maybe that's, yeah, you know? And I mean, yeah, we don't like, yeah. Right now, we're in a good spot. We're finding our groove because we just, we chose to find our groove. People yeah. or no people. Like yeah, it's yeah, happening. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, the whole, um, I don't know. I always felt better um, either in my space, but like Lee and I went to Vegas many, many times. And that was our adult time. There was, mm. we could be whoever we wanted to yeah. be we could do whatever I could walk naked he could walk naked and sorry mom I know you're listening but whatever <laughs> um, but there was no like rules there was no cons- like constrictions confined like there's nobody's telling us we could be you know Nicole and Nick <laughs> yeah. and it was fine yeah right here I feel maybe there's so many rules and constrictions and I don't know mm. Mm. It's yeah. something to unpack for sure. Maybe she <laughs> I mean, there's always more to unpack. But you can see her brain. Yeah, I'm right like, now. okay. So <laughs> I love this. I guess my curiosity is: is what if you had, you know, you had a space where you're like, okay, we're gonna go to chill, like wherever it is, right? 
and you set that intention to just explore what it means to create safety mm-hmm. outside of your bedroom. So maybe you want to think about all of the elements that are in your bedroom that contribute to your safety. Because sometimes mm-hmm. it's like um, like a sensory environment kind mm-hmm. of thing, right? Sometimes it's like certain smells or like the softness of our blankets or pillows or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. And then commit to creating, um, like commit to your intention to explore together. Because I feel like this is something that couples don't do a lot. It's like, we're either having sex or we're not having sex. And so we don't create containers enough to like explore our bodies together without the end goal being Mm -hmm. sex, right? So I always recommend couples to like create some time to explore how do you feel relaxed in your body or safe, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe you're just creating that playtime for a window of 30 minutes and you're exploring like different types of touch. So maybe you can ask him to like stroke your skin and see how you can relax your body even more. Or maybe he can tell you how beautiful your body looks and you get to see what it feels like to relax into that. Maybe he can gently stroke your pussy and sorry, mom. Um, (laughs) uh, And then you can see what it feels like in your body to allow yourself to open up slowly without that idea of the next things leading to sex, Mm -hmm. right? Because essentially this means that you're creating a container to further now explore what it feels like to be in your body without a uterus and right? Your warning signs coming up and your caution signs like blinking all over the place and this tension that is being held in your body, right? So looking at all the different ways you can like relax Mm -hmm. or allow yourself to surrender, right? And also acknowledge that that's there. Mm -hmm. There is like a little bit of holding and tension and fear. And we get to give our bodies the opportunity to feel that. And we get to give our bodies the opportunity to create safety and and allow our bodies the time to actually connect to what it feels like to being safe rather than putting all this pressure into like the moment and then we're already out of our comfort space and feeling some type of way and with the idea of like oh my gosh now we have the specific time that we carved out and sometimes we don't do it we feel like kind of disappointed in ourselves and feel like we wasted time or whatever and then we do do it there's like more tension in our body so the next time we have sex we're like bracing and holding right and we're creating another pattern of tension um so yeah just mm-hmm. curious how that lands oh yeah in your body yeah Definitely need to get rid of the people in my house. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I think you're right that people don't like there is often that feeling of like the pressure that it has to end with sex. Right. So I like what you're saying, like taking that time to just explore together. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's That's where all the fun is because then you... Because it's so easy to like get into your regular sex routine. It's like, okay, like we get the lube and then you rub this way and then yeah. that way. And then I get on top of you and then you get on top of me and then we're done. And then you come like, yeah. we, we have our like set ways. And so by creating these moments to just like explore and play at maybe like, okay, today I'm just going to explore uh, different types of touch and you tell me what you like or what you don't like. And then you can just add that into when you do have sex and just create so many different ways of connecting with each other or 
or right? Like it, it gives you the opportunity to explore without that like pressure of like, oh my God, if I do this and it doesn't feel good, then it's going to ruin the path to orgasm. And then because right. <laughs> like, there's like a pattern that we have to hold here, right? Like there's, there's also that like, <laughs> you yeah. skipped the line. You yeah, skipped the line. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so having that outside of the intention container of just, we're going to have sex is so, so, so helpful. And then it just allows our body to create that rapport and that trust, right? Because we're, you're learning your body again, mm-hmm. essentially. I right? Find, yeah. I find that like, Spontaneity, spontaneity, yes, yeah, is not like it used to be so much easier just to be spontaneous, and it was wild, amazing, whatever. But now, as we get older, mom, like all that kind of stuff, being spontaneous, I think, is like it. It has to be planned for like Fair. for the most part. For the most part, it has to be planned. And mm-hmm. I am, you know, me. Planning is not. Something, my favorite, right? I do like, like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it now kind yeah. of deal. So like planning it out and missing that spontaneity. Mm. Oh my God, such a tongue twister. Uh, <laughs> not, no pun intended. Wow. Wow. Especially on this episode. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that also adds to that mon- mundane routine. Absolutely. Kind of thing. So, yeah like working on breaking the patterns, Mm -hmm. right? Save the breaking pattern moment for your summer. Like (laughs) we know when we're in a summer, Mm -hmm. right? And we know when we're in a winter, maybe you're just in a winter right now. And so the way that you want to receive intimacy and sex can look different in each season, right? So like maybe right now you're like, Oh, I, I want to receive intimacy in a way that feels more like gentle and can create that safety for my body. But if you're like in a summer and you feel it in your body, if you have that like one moment where you're like, ooh, I'm feeling a little spicy. And then sometimes we just ignore it and go on with our day. Like that's your moment to be spontaneous. Like mm. get in the laundry room and get it on. Like, <laughs> oh my, laundry is <laughs> way <laughs> too <laughs> tight. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Could oh. be a good thing or a bad thing. Like, yeah. Whichever way you look at it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. 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 So do you think like, I'm thinking about what you were saying at the beginning about how we have to really understand our own pleasure, what makes us feel pleasure. I mean, how do you teach that to like kids? I feel like they don't know maybe enough about that. Yeah. Like yeah. what a good, you know how we learn in school, like what a bad touch is or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's like, it sounds like when you were growing up, you learned a lot of things about what like good intimacy was, right? Like your mom, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I'm assuming, but like, do you, think kids should be taught this, I guess. I think that it has to be age appropriate, right? Um, And the thing that I feel like people just really misunderstand about pleasure is that it's all about sex. When to me, pleasure is really about how are you feeling the sensations in your body, right? So pleasure could be like having a piece of chocolate and really taking your time to like feel and enjoy the taste of it on your taste buds and taking your time to really like eat it slow, right? Um, And I think that in an age appropriate way, we can teach kids about how to understand like pleasure in their bodies, right? And how to understand like, oh, you know, when you're like giving your your kid like back scratches or back tickles Mm -hmm. and like you figure out like, which one do you prefer? Like, is that so nice? Do you prefer like scratches or tickles, right? Like those are small, tiny ways you can 
get them to understand themselves better. And then in the future, they will have like a broader understanding of pleasure. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's really just like about age appropriate education. And I think that we get to also allow them to explore, right? Um, I have a teenager and it's like, how, how do we parent our kids in a way that allows them to feel empowered around their own sexuality, liberated around their choices and also informed, right? And I think that, first of all, with your own kid, not going to lie, is so different. Like mm. sex education for other kids, you're like, I can do it all day long. <laughs> but with my own kid, I'm like, mm. <laughs> not yet. Yeah. Yeah. I think but it's like a mom thing. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Or yeah. parent thing, whatever. Absolutely. But we get to we get to hold them in in their questions and their curiosities and we get to like keep that door open and we get to um like share from our experiences and and ask them questions, right? It's so much about questions. Like what are what are your ideas around like your values? Like how do you feel about your body, right? Like all these questions that I would have loved for somebody to even just ask me and educate me on or even just get me thinking because most of the time I don't know if anyone else listening has teenagers, but most of the time they don't want to take your advice like yeah. <laughs> Whatever I say and someone else says it, they're going to listen to them. Yeah. So it's more about asking those questions, right? Like, how do you feel about um, sexuality? Like, how do you feel about dating? Or when, you know, she comes home and shares something about her friends and then it's like, oh, how do you feel about that? Right. So we get to like educate them through their own curiosity and provide them um, accurate information on what it is because they are going to get curious. And the more information they have, the easier it's going to be for them to create experiences that feel really yummy for them and um yeah just allow them to feel really connected i'm i'm amazed at kids these days because they have access to so much information that we didn't have at the time and they're so smart yeah totally who who am i educating like they're educating us at this point like it's it's amazing all the things they know even you know relationships um that teens have. I, my daughter was like, oh, like, do you have a communication exercise for me? And I was like, why? And she's like, oh, we just, we just like got into an argument and we want to figure it out. And I was like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> wow. This is good. This yeah. is real good. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. It's, it's fascinating. So I think that with, with the knowledge that we have access to these days, we just get to offer them that platform yeah. to grow. That's yeah. Cool. Wow. Now I'm going to ask a different question. Because <laughs> it's been Go on right my mind. Ahead. <laughs> so how do you coach someone uh, with body image issues to get into their own skin, to feel comfortable, to release and let go and have like those full on body, you know, Orgasms. Orgasms. Yes. From head to toe. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, we're getting juicy now. Because I, love I do feel like there's a lot of us mm-hmm. that, you know, our bodies change. Oh, uh, yeah. Kids change a lot. Um, and it's something that I feel most women go through at some point. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is something that's very dear and near to my heart because I struggled with this after my first 
Um, I have so much excess skin around my belly and it's like so wrinkly and I could like stretch it probably like over my head and back. Might be exaggerating <laughs> a little bit, but like honestly, it's, it's, it's giving tummy duck. And for the first few years, I really struggled with my body. I felt so disconnected with it. And I just hated myself. Like every mm-hmm. time I looked in the mirror and I was like, I, I was so young when I had my first. So I was like 19 or 20. So that for me was like, everyone's, everyone's looking fine. And I'm over here with a wrinkly belly. And I feel like this should just be later in life. Anyways, I, I had a really hard time with that. And I, when I work with women or folks who have a hard time after having kids and and really having a hard time connecting to their bodies, I can really understand how in those moments, it, it feels hard to connect to your sexiness and it feels hard to connect to your seduction and your, your sexual desire. Because when you look at yourself, it doesn't represent what you used to think represented that. Like having kids just like takes apart everything you thought about yourself was true and gives you like a new experience of that. And so the the work here lies in self-love. Like, and it's not like, okay, I love myself. I love my body. Like that can be so superficial sometimes because it just it just doesn't feel good and right when you're saying it to yourself. But it's really like looking at what are the ways I hate my body? What are the ways that... I am creating this inner voice that is so mean to my body and doesn't have any compassion for myself and puts me down. Like what are, what are all of those ways that I shame myself? Right. And we get to unpack all of these things because the, the thing about self-love is like, it's not just about loving all of the good parts of yourself, but like all of the ways you don't talk to yourself nicely, all of the ways that you don't connect to yourself in the way that you want to, right? And we get to create a space for that to surface as well, because otherwise we're just, we're just looking at all of the ways that we could feel good and it doesn't feel authentic. Like, have you ever felt like you're saying all of these affirmations and all of this like self-love stuff, but it just doesn't, it just doesn't hit. Yeah. It doesn't Mm -hmm. sink in. Right? Like it just doesn't. It's like, okay, this is fake, but whatevs. Um, (laughs) And it, it can take time, right? Because of all of the all of the ideas and all of the beliefs that we have around what beauty should look like, what it means, and we're demonizing um, ourselves. And also, I mean, sometimes we even make ourselves feel really bad for wanting a change. Like, I love myself so much. I love my body. I feel so empowered. I feel so sexy. I feel amazing when I have sex. And I'm still getting a tummy tuck when the time is right. Like you can love yourself. Yeah. And, but it's coming from a different place because before I wanted to do it out of like, oh my God, I want to change my body. I want to just like get the surgery and cut it off and look amazing. But now I'm like, you know what? I deserve this. After all these rascals climbing up <laughs> all over me all day, like it's going to be amazing. And I'm going to love myself just as much as I do now as before. I'm going to wear the crop tops now. I don't care. I'm going to show up as I am, right? And that can take, a lot of time and it can take a lot of compassion and a lot of like really deep digging on all the ways you just get to be gentle with yourself, right? If you're like, I'm not feeling good or sexy or connected to my body after kids, that's okay. Like you still get to love that part of you that doesn't feel that way. And you still get to like, you know, nurture it and be like, yeah, this, 
I don't. And, and that's okay. I'm, I'm still not going to abandon you. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to allow myself to feel pleasure. It doesn't mean that I'm going to restrict myself from sex and feeling the things. Um, I'm going to be here for you because essentially when we really commit to that voice, um, that is just telling us all of these lies essentially about ourselves, we're practicing self-abandonment, right? Mm -hmm. And the more we show up for those parts that feel really hard to love and feel really heavy and yucky and shitty and we want to hide from the world and that we just don't want anyone to see, whether it's physical, emotional, like parts of ourselves, the more we show up for those parts, the deeper we get to increase our self-love, right? The deeper we get to increase that self-compassion. And that's really what allows us to like look in the mirror and be like, I'm looking fine today, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, and we we still get to have that part of ourselves that's like, well, maybe I'll pick the outfit that like covers it a little bit, and that's okay. We're gonna look good that way too, right? Like, we get to we get to live in a duality and still love ourselves along the way. It's such a journey. It's not like a okay, we're gonna fix this in five minutes because it is a journey, right? It's an up and down, and our bodies constantly change. Once you like get over the whole motherhood thing, hey menopause, what's up? Like it's <laughs> oh it's, a, it's just stages just on keeps stages, coming on, right? Yeah, yeah. So we get to love ourselves in in through aging, and I think that is something that is so deeply ingrained in the media. Is like, oh, you just like your worth just starts going down the drain the older you get, right? And actually, sex just keeps getting worse the older you get, but it's not true. Sex in my twenties was by far not as good as sex in my 30s. And I know it's going to be even fucking better in my 40s and 50s because I'm going to know so much more about myself. And it doesn't mean that the more sex you have, the better it is. Actually, I think that sometimes there, there's so much quality the less frequently I have sex because I'm really honoring like my body and where I'm at. And I'm really thinking like if my husband's like, oh, do you want to have sex tonight? I'm like, like, let me feel like, does my body really want to have sex or am I just saying yes because it's been a couple of weeks or am I saying yes because you want it or am I, right? right? Like where where can we meet in the middle? And if I don't want to have sex, it's like, well, I'm still open to like connecting with you and pleasing you. So how can I support you in your pleasure and also honor my boundaries? Like we can still be so deeply intimate and have the most connecting experiences without having penetrative sex, right? So- I like this. Yeah. yeah. That's that on that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, because it's true. And, we, you know, as long as we're willing, I guess, if you w- were in the mood, you know, we're not in the mood, let's say, but he is, but still exploring, giving that time to pleasure him. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll feel pleasure too. No. <laughs> or then maybe it'll really. take that pressure off, like you're saying, of the penetrative yeah. sex being the pressure endgame kind of. Totally, totally. And there's so many, so many different ways you can feel pleasure, right? Just like so many different ways you can experience orgasm. There's not just like one way to orgasm. You can have like multiple orgasms. You can have like clitoral orgasms. You can have G-spot orgasms. You can have throat orgasms. You can You can have like everything. You can have cervical orgasms. There's so many different ways to explore peak pleasure. And when we when we take it away from like what we think has to happen, right? Then we can open up the doors to what actually wants to happen. I do have to agree with like the multiple um, pleasures. In my 40s, the sex is so different in so many 
like good ways mm. than it was in my 20s. Because 100%. you don't you don't understand your body fully. And you like, at least I had what, uh, a preconceived notion, like what, you know, we were taught sex is this, right? right? And it happens like that. Yeah. And you didn't explore as much because you were so focused on you know, checking the, the, the boxes, but also yeah. like your the your head's in the way too. Like what I'm hearing you say a lot is like you have to understand yourself, yeah. give yourself self love, like understand your own pleasure, like mm-hmm. love your body, love yourself, and then you can you're open to feeling yeah. pleasure. Whereas like in your 20s, it's like I remember yeah, being don't... like you know you're so critical of yourself all yeah, the time. Totally. Or like I'm supposed to be doing this. Performative. Or like, yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. Right? Like, I gotta yeah. look good. Like I this gotta has be to so be a perfect. whole show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talk to, like suck the belly. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. Have to be desired, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah, but now it's a lot more open and and easy. Yeah, um, yeah. So I am enjoying sex a lot more now than in totally. like twenties, right? So yeah, I like it. I like it too. That's it's exciting. Just, it's we want more of it. More of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then what are like? Do you have any? I know I was watching on your Instagram today. One of the things I thought was cool was you were like. You have to switch things up. And so you said it can be as easy as, you know, getting a a cake, setting the stage, like that kind of thing. So what are some like little tips you have for people who maybe are stuck in that routine you were saying of like either just Netflix every night or like we do it step A, then we do B, C, D. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I love this because it happens to everyone. Like it happens to me. It happens to literally everyone out there, right? And it's, it's really about recognizing that moment where you are like feeling like, oh, we're a little stuck in a little a little routine here. Like when your partner, you know, initiates or something like that, you're like, oh, it's feeling like a chore. That's the moment where your brain is giving you a beautiful like platform to just switch things up. And it can be like, it can be something so easy. Like, okay, I know that you're feeling some type of way. So how about we take five minutes to like, do some like eye gazing while we make out and let's just, let's just leave it at that. Right. And then that can like build anticipation for later. Right. Like how often are we present in the small ways we engage with each other? Right. Or maybe you want to set up like a cute little, like, I don't know, patio moment. We have like an enclosed patio. So, you know, nobody can peek inside. <laughs> but we got like got um our new patio furniture a couple of days ago. And I was like, this could be a nice in. little spot, like in the <laughs> evening when the wind's going and it's like cooled down a little bit, right? Like follow your creativity on those moments because sometimes we just have the thought and we don't follow through with it. And those are the things that could really break our routine, right? Um, Even if it's just like having sex in a different spot of the house um, or having sex like just by the window in your bedroom or just even shifting down to the floor and seeing how like creative you can get, right? It's just about making those small breaks in your routine and it can change like the whole, whole thing. Like I love setting up date nights where you just take some time to like do massage or you take a moment to... Ask your partner something that I love to do at the end of each day with my partner is um, ask like, okay, you get five minutes and I get five minutes. And then I'll just ask you a really simple question. How can I make this day feel complete for you? And so sometimes for me, it's like, oh, I really need a back rub 
or my partner's like, oh, I really want to talk to you about something and I'd love like five minutes of your presence. Or maybe it's like, oh, I'd really just love to get um, a sensual like kiss along my neck and I want you to do that for five minutes. And that'd make my day feel complete. Because it's like you're going to bed getting your needs met and it's, there's something like so sexy about that because you just feel like, oh, all day we've been doing all these things. And at the end of the day, we get to have our needs met. And sometimes I'm like, I need you to just tell me Mm -hmm. how sexy I am and how much you love me (laughs) and how I'm like the best and coolest person you've ever known. Because I'm just like needing that like validation that day. Yeah. But usually in relationships, like it's feeling a little extra to be asking for that. Mm -hmm. But if you have a cute little container and there's like a five minute timer... You go. Go, yeah. yeah. Go get it. it. Like, and I'm just laying there, like receiving. <laughs> and then it gets really leaning into the receiving and not. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. absolutely. We get to express our needs and also offer the same thing back, right? And five, what's five minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Literally, we spend five minutes trying to find the movie that we're going to watch tonight, yeah. right? Like, yes. so one good. more question. I know we're like running okay, out of time, okay, but okay. I have, you one, have one more question. Burning, burning, burning question. Um, how do you encourage, let's say, you know, because people like to hear things during sex. Like some people are talkers, some people are not talkers, right? Yeah. How do you get somebody comfortable with asking for what they need? Mm. Right? Because sometimes, you know, you say, oh, do you like this? Or or you like you listen for like, you know, the moans, the groans, whatever. Oh, yeah. okay, he's liking this. Oh, he's not. But like, how do you ask the, like, the communication, right? Because mm. we're not taught to communicate. Yeah. with each other during sex. You learn some stuff, you know, and usually it's like dirty stuff, um, but sometimes it doesn't resonate, yeah. right, with with people. So how do you introduce like sex talk, pillow talk? Yeah, absolutely. So this is where like that thing comes in that um, I suggested before is like that playtime because then you start to understand, oh, like, do you like this pressure? Do you like this speed? Like, do you like this type of touch, right? That That's where we get to understand that communication and also then like use it in the bedroom. If you haven't done that, um, you get to share like what does feel good. Like, oh, I really love it when you do this or oh, this is feeling so yummy right now. Could I have more of that? Right? Because we get into a space where of course we don't want to hurt the other person's feelings and be like, wow, that really fucking sucks. Please don't do that again. (laughs) Right? We don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. So there's there's different ways of of asking. It's like, <laughs> right? It's like, yeah. it's more of an invitation mm-hmm. and a suggestion rather than like, oh, you're doing this. Because it can be so easy to be like, no, 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 you're doing it wrong. <laughs> like, yeah. Right? And like, oh, I really loved when you were at that spot. Would it be possible to stay there? Or like, mm, what would it feel like if you moved your hands up to my breasts? Right? It's It's more of an invitation to see what feels good because really you don't know yeah. what's going to feel good until it does, right? And every day our body changes based on like how cold we are, how much food we ate, like all the things, right? It it changes how we experience sensation. So if we approach sex from a space of like curiosity rather than like, I'm supposed to know all the tricks and I'm going to use my magic hands to like make this amazing experience for you. Sometimes then it's really about our experience rather than like the other person's experience. Mm So asking questions and being really curious, um, and knowing that like your curiosity is actually going to add even more pleasure to sex, right? And even asking what kind of mood you're in. Because sometimes, as you said, 
I'll be in like a really like dirty, nasty mood where I'm like, oh, I just want you to like fuck me from behind and call me a <laughs> slut and like, right? And my husband's like, oh, I'm feeling a little romantic today. So like I always check in. I'm like, what's the mood today? You know? Because yeah. then like you might say something and then it can just like throw you off and you're like, oh, I didn't know we were in that. Okay. <laughs> then it just like feels, right? It feels, it feels like there's a mismatch. So just communicating about it, right? Because you're there with that other person and you you co-create this experience, right? So you want to find out how to feel, how to make them feel more supported. And you also want to share like, what can make you feel more supported? So you can just ask like, what would make today's sex really amazing for you? Like, what would you love to feel? How would you love to feel? How do you want to feel supported? How do you want to be touched today? Do you want more firm touch today? Do you want gentle touch, right? Or like, give me two squeezes if you want me to go a little firmer, Or right? There's so many different ways that we can like communicate, right? I like the hand gestures, right? you know? Yeah, yeah. it doesn't even have to, use to that be on... like verbal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, when we were, when we had a motorcycle, he would tap me on the knee to make like get down because I'm gonna ju- like you know oh, whatever. See, so that's a good oh, spicy right there. <laughs> <laughs> like it. Room Amazing. <laughs> right. oh, I wish. I feel like we could talk to you forever. This was yeah. so exciting. It went by so fast. Good, so fast. We usually end with some like rapid fire questions. So here's a couple questions for you. Okay, what good. is one of the biggest? And they're usually around motherhood. But anyway, what's one of the <laughs> biggest like lessons you've learned in motherhood so far? Everything constantly changes. Everything constantly changes. And motherhood is the deepest invitation to your sex and your pleasure because it strips away everything that you thought you knew about yourself and puts a lot of really interesting obstacles in your way. Um, Relationship, time, kids, body, everything. And it really is the biggest portal to the best sex you could potentially have in your whole entire life, the best connection to your body, the deepest self-love and like such deep commitment to um, self-care and understanding who you are. So nice. Awesome. I like it. Mm-hmm. And then what would you, if you could go back in time and tell like either your younger self or, you know, a new mom, a piece of advice on like being a mom, what would it be? Mm. Be so gentle with yourself. Um, trust your body's timing. Um, really just allow your body to take its time and just practice such deep self-compassion because the body knows, the body knows exactly the right timing it knows. And sometimes it's just us that we're being impatient and we're thinking about all of the ways that we used to be before kids and before pregnancy and before everything, right? And we're taking all of that idea and putting it on a situation that has literally nothing to do with your life before, whether you're like have a second kid or right, um, it's different now. And so we we get to take our time and allow our bodies to fall into who we are and to ourselves. And same thing with sex and relationships. We get to just be so gentle with ourselves and just drop the expectations and see how we can take better care of ourselves and our lovers and our babies. Oh, I love it. Okay. And where can people find you if they want to find you? Ooh, okay. So you can find me at www.azariamenezes.com or if that's really too long and complicated for you, you can just type in www.thepussyfairy.com. Yes, (laughs) I got that. Um, (laughs) Or you can just find me on Instagram at azaria.menezes. I also have a podcast called Getting Intimate. So I share all the juicy details of how you can improve your sex life, relationship, intimacy. Um, I share very personal details about my life. So if you're just hella nosy, come tune in. I think I'm going to go tune in. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, Okay, well, thank you so much for being here. Yes, thank you so much. And until next time. Until next time. Thanks for having me. Yeah. 
Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Now we want to hear from you. And don't forget to follow us at Let's Not Sugarcoat It Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time. Bye. Bye.